0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 72 of sold with Updike Pew. I'm Jeff Updike and I am Weston Pugh and we are here on a cold day but cold and wet it's nice in here yeah. so it's a good time to talk about things that are going on in the market mm-hmm. good real estate mm-hmm. and uh, last week was really interesting um, I can say that it feels like spring has actually sprung when yep. it comes to the real estate market it really has just like the um, irises, it's a little early this year, but we'll <laughs> take <right>. it.
1: <laughs> Lots <laughs> of people posting you.
0: about the irises coming out. Uh, there's an Oak Cliff Gardner um, Facebook page that I l- uh, watch, and uh, that was one of the big topics last week. Mm-hmm. So, Even the tulips in front of our building are all popping out. So. Well, you know, it's a good time for it. So, um, This week was interesting. We put some stuff under contract, mm-hmm. and um, we had some clients that were able to use their 401k, to actually put down the 20% on the house that they wanted to purchase. Mm -hmm. And it really worked out great for a lot of different
1: reasons. Yeah. It really put them in a position that they could buy what they wanted. They were negotiating without having to, uh, worry about, uh, the, having you know having make it contingent on the sale of their Mm -hmm. house it lets them move when you know at the speed they want to move do the work they want to do before they move in right It just really i mean a lot of reasons it worked out well for them
0: the other thing too is that when we put their house on the market they won't be negotiating on their heels Mm -hmm. they'll have the same um leverage as if they weren't in a contract on another home so it's really worked out quite well and i think that they were able to get the information that they needed to the lender Mm -hmm. um, beforehand and they also actually went ahead and got completely pre-approved and it made it so much easier when we went into negotiations yeah. um, that uh, other agent was a actually familiar with the Jeremy with SWBC mm-hmm. um, and called and I think it was one of the things that helped him sell it to both the relocation company and also to the uh, sellers yeah I think it was too because you
1: know and, and it's one of the reasons that we like working with Jeremy so well is he's got such a great reputation and right. he's known and um, you know it's I mean those reputations uh,
0: really, I mean, there was something else that we had work out this week. Exactly, um, we had another transaction where we were trying to negotiate the different terms, and we had put down to use Republic Title, mm-hmm. and the agent was on the other end of the transaction was familiar with Grant, mm-hmm. um, and said, "Absolutely, I love Grant," mm-hmm. and so it's helpful when they are familiar with the people that you're doing business yeah. with because they understand then that that the transaction has more people looking out for it mm-hmm. uh, it gets down the road a little less bumpy and mm-hmm. it just kind of makes the stress go away. Yeah. So it's really and good.
1: And we've got other people that we're looking for. We're still looking for a uh, five bedroom plus home in Phillips Creek ranch up in Frisco. Mm-hmm. They'll pay, you know, close to 900,000. If we can find something for them, um, they've got some, they're really like, um, really open on, really everything they want, except that it's got to have the five bedrooms plus a study and they'll take it with a pool with a, without a pool. Yeah. They really want Phillips Creek Ranch because they have a lot of friends that live there. So
0: that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing that we're really trying to find is something in Richardson independent school district. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's one of probably three, um, groups that are looking. So if you know of anything, please, yeah, (laughs) if it's your neighbor, it's your friend, it's your coworker, give us a call. Um, they are looking up to one of them's up to 350 one of them's up to $550. Um, everybody's looking for a 322, very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, up to painting, um, one couple wants it ready, the other mm-hmm. doesn't mind doing some painting and that small yeah.
1: stuff. And those, you know, those neighborhoods that we're looking in are some of those neighborhoods that are really dependent on the school cycle. Right. And so, you know, they, we're, there's more coming on the market now. And, you know, probably by April, there'll be quite a bit on the market. But they'd really like to have something, you know, you get into it before the end of April if they can.
0: Yeah. Um, coming soon, we've got some great houses that are coming on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, East Dallas over in University Manor, we have a great 322 that has mm-hmm. been meticulously cared for and updated that should be hitting the market probably end of the month. Mm-hmm. Middle, yep. Towards the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, photography will be happening this Friday for Twilight Shots. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a really strong one if you're looking for someone in that area mm-hmm. um, and you're watching, please let us know. Private messages probably yeah. would be the better way to yeah, do that. Yeah,
1: definitely. And that one's coming on at four hundred and ten thousand, so that'll be a really great, great value for yeah. somebody over there because a lot of this house is done. the The current owners have really done a lot of the core things to it that um, you know uh, that we're seeing people need to do when they move into it that a lot of that's been taken care of with these people
0: so the lifting is what we like to say the lifting Mm. has been done and so if you wanted to do paint you could but the house is i mean it's really turnkey ready it is it's ready to walk in Um, and just bring your stuff yeah and then I, the other one that we have, we're going to have another two bedroom, two bath, two parking spaces in um It's a little mm-hmm. condo, mm-hmm. Um, a really great area that ha- they have had quite a few that have sold in the area. So it'll be trending um, and coming up soon. Yeah. And um, we've got a big three bedroom, uh, three,
1: bi- three bedroom, um, call it kind of townhome-ish, kind of half duplex-ish mm-hmm. um, in my neighborhood that's going to be coming on the market sure. in the next couple of months. And
0: that'll be a really good value for somebody as well. And that one also has a uh, front yard that mm-hmm. in that area, they don't always have that private hedged yeah. front yard, which is really yeah. kind of nice about that.
1: Yeah. So lots of stuff going on. We, I mean, if you have friends or neighbors that are putting their homes on the market or that are talking about it, you know, certainly uh, we would love to hear from you or hear from them. Uh, you know, even if it's just an, a phone call yeah. to talk about what's going on and what we could, how we might help them then you know we'd love to have that opportunity. Yep. Welcome back everybody and in our second segment today we are going to be talking to a really good friend of mine. I would I would call you my old friend but you're younger, well, younger. than me. I'm younger. Not <laughs> but, much. Yeah, but uh, Dan Babb is with us today and uh, Dan is one of those people who was doing ancestry work well before ancestry.com showed up. So welcome today.
2: They were. I started actually with, uh, thank you, uh, I started with Family Tree Maker 2.0. Wow. And, and eventually Ancestry came along, bought them, and lots has happened. But uh, anyway, yeah, I've uh, been at it for 20 some odd years mm-hmm. and gotten, uh, I don't know, I've, I've gotten a, a genealogical name for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice.
1: And you, I mean, you're one of those people that, that you don't just do the research, but you actually do the work behind it. So tell, I mean, the story about your Family history sure, and sure, right. talk about that because um,
2: so a lot of people do what they call collecting dead relatives you go and uh, you just simply find their the birth and death certificate and that's all you know about them uh, but you bring them back to life by not literally uh, but bring them back to life by learning the stories about them so that you can uh, tell their story. Uh, and it's what I'm doing with this current project I'm working on as well. I was trying to tell the story, not of my family, but of the strangers that, uh, I've met in the cemetery. So that, that, and that's really why we wanted to have you on today
1: is because you are working on this really, really cool project, uh, that's going on right here in the city of Dallas. Mm-hmm. So tell us about what you're doing.
2: Great. Well, so, um, I, there's a website called find a grave that I have used extensively. It's a virtual cemetery. People come in and, um, take pictures of of gravestones uh, uh in the cemeteries near them post them online and you can go in and find that when you're not near the cemetery to go take the picture yourself so i used that so much in my research i thought i should pay something back and it's all volunteer driven mm-hmm. uh it's a free website uh so i signed up to be a photo volunteer and go and do um photos for cemeteries in north dallas uh, the second request I got was for this place I had never heard of. Now, I've lived in North Dallas all my life and had no idea where this place was. So uh, I took a friend. We went down there, and we were there for 10 minutes before we found a single gravestone. Hmm. And uh, it's a pauper cemetery that was in use from the 30s to the 70s. Uh, you could only be buried there if you were uh, indigent, of course, mm-hmm. uh, or if there was no way to find uh, a relative that was able to pay for your your burial. Mm-hmm. So uh and
1: this is located
2: uh Oh yeah, go ahead. The
1: map there. And yep. so this is really kind of right here in our backyard. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's there between uh Northwest Highway and Walnut Hill, um 35 and Harry Hines. Uh it's a beautiful warehouse district. Mm-hmm. Uh the place is actually entirely surrounded by warehouses, so you would never see it from the road. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh what's happened there since it was uh, in use is just tragic. Uh, I saw it that day, and I just knew I had to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what, is, so. what is the – and this is maintained by the city of Dallas, right? It is.
2: The uh, the Parks Department uh, technically operates and owns it because – well, the city owns it. Uh, mm-hmm. The Parks Department maintains it. Uh, they mow the grass. That's really all that, that needs to be done with most cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, uh, there's a drainage problem uh, that has uh, been created through a series of events, and it is, uh, it's caused uh, quite the – uh, havoc of the cemetery, and you brought uh, some pictures with you. Of, of I, I what did. That like um, we'll to, get to that here in just a minute, okay. though. Uh, what um, uh, we we went out, we did a, a census of the cemetery and uh, took forty five metal detectorists with us uh, to help find them. So you can see here, this is a uh, one of the headstones or grave marker, uh, and on one side of it, it's written. You won't be able to read it on camera, but this was the size of a credit card, business card, really, and uh, on it, they would just stamp the name and uh, dates of the person. Uh, so these were mounted to concrete bases with two screws. And as the concrete disintegrated, these come loose and get picked up by a lawnmower. Uh, so this one's been hit a number of times, was found several hundred feet from the actual grave. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, So of the 2000, it's 2062 now, people uh, that we know of in the cemetery, uh, over half the graves have been lost and so you and so that the, I think the first pictures you brought are of like your crew yeah, cleaning yeah. so, of these uh, yeah, so that first picture, uh, is one of the uh, Headstone cleaning days at my house after uh, we had uh, collected all these we had there were just caked and uh, dirt the, the gumbo soil out there at the cemetery is just awful. Uh, so um, we went and cleaned those up uh, and uh, uh, there's a close-up of it as well that's baby x uh was a baby they didn't have any idea of who they were hmm. who their parents were mm-hmm. uh they died in 1961 born and died and um uh, i don't know <laughs> it's hard yeah. right yeah. It, th- those are the hardest graves right yeah. uh but um uh, we, we did all that and um uh, but the the most tragic thing is we've had a, a lot of rain over the last year and a half Uh, And two years ago, when we first came to the cemetery, we found this giant pond. uh, To show that graphic number three there, Um, this was stagnant water, was breeding mosquitoes. There were thousands of mosquitoes on property, and there's 200-plus infants' graves under that water. Wow. And it is just horrific. Mm -hmm. I I can't imagine having that situation. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So we've done a lot of work to try and fix things. Uh, as we got to the dry season and it finally dried up, uh, we were able to make some progress and we filled in uh, the low spots for about half of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to finish the rest of it. Uh, but during the dry season, uh, this went this summer, last summer, uh, one of the family members came in and placed this new marker for Catherine Dillinger. Hmm. And it just appeared suddenly when it was dry. and I was like, no, that's going to go back underwater. We're mm-hmm. about to raise the level. We can't do this. So I went out and I raised it. It's hard to see in the picture, but I raised that 15 inches uh, to, on a mound so that it would be a guide for the uh, Parks Department when they came in to fill the dirt in. Mm-hmm. And so this is how high it should be. Uh, so now with the rains, this is about a week ago, uh, the, the heavy rains that we had. You can see that marker off in the distance. And it's an island at this point. Hmm. And I've got a close-up of that, too. So that's you've really got about 15 inches of soil there that you've got to... Exactly. Inch. We need to do at least mm-hmm. that just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm not exactly sure. If you could show that last one there, um, that is the stone now.
1: Hmm.
2: Wow. Uh, so we need to at least raise it 15 inches. I'm thinking 18 is probably a better number mm-hmm. just to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we're raising funds to try and do that. We've got um, 14000 on hand. We're trying to get to 40000 uh, to buy all 2,062 markers that we need. So you're gonna, you are you want to re-marker
1: every... Yeah, yeah. So the, the,
2: the, the design of the markers was inferior. They shouldn't really have ever been used. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really apparent very early on that they were failing, mm-hmm. and uh, they came in and changed the type of metal they used, but they never changed the basic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the whole cemetery is... Uh, half the graves are unmarked right now. Another 30% are under... Dirt, So you can't even find the marker mm-hmm. uh, and then about 10 more percent or whatever are actually underwater. How do you? Um, uh, what is the, uh, the The process
1: for figuring out where everybody is is there so fortunately a map?
2: fortunately there was a grid map that was made wow. um, by um, The city in 1932 uh, When uh, shortly after the cemetery was founded, there's a mm-hmm. couple of areas that predate that and mm-hmm. the graves are a little happenstance in that area, mm-hmm. but um the, the grid system, once you have one that's still in existence, you can mm-hmm. map out where you are. Uh, we know the exact uh, dimensions. Distance, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I know where the bodies are buried. If you mm-hmm. can see, my sure get behind this. <laughs> you literally do. I, this is my the question I get asked the most. So I'm like, well, let me just answer it for you right up front.
1: <laughs> well, that, that, it, this is was so interesting. I mean, Robert Wolanski Wal- with the Dallas Morning News did a really great article yeah, about yeah. it. Um, the uh, you have uh, gotten a lot of your friends involved in it that mm-hmm. have been, begun participating.
2: Uh, it's when you know who your friends really are because they yeah. show up to help, you yeah. know, dig in a cemetery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not in the middle of the night in the right, 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 right. <laughs> so, I have an agreement with the Parks Department, so I, I have a strict rule don't go into a cemetery without a shovel or with a shovel and no agreement from the city. So, <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> um, and, uh, and talk about the – you kind of hit on the fundraising. Talk about that part again. Yeah.
2: So uh, we've had uh, several different fundraisers so far um, and managed to raise $14,000 uh, towards this. We've got about 800 volunteer hours into the project, mm-hmm. by the way. And um, uh, if we get to 40000 then the city will kick in another 40000 And we will have all the money we need to fix not only the grave markers, but also some other things about the cemetery that need to be done, such as leveling. Wow. Right. That's amazing. And hopefully some fencing and other things, right? Uh, Actual signage that says here's where the grave should be would be Mm -hmm. nice, too. That's great. Uh, And we've designed – this is a prototype, and I don't know if you'll be able to see it on camera. If I can get a hold of it here. Uh, So – oh, that's great. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So this is a prototype that I have. And uh, I have on it, of course, the person's name and dates, but down here in the the under section, uh, the bottom, I should say, Mm -hmm. is the block section and space number of this specific marker. So that if it ever gets dislodged again, it can be put back. Interesting, that's great. Making them out of granite, which is harder than lawnmowers, Mm -hmm. and will survive anything that tries to strike it. That's great. And I also made it black so that the summer sun will just burn anything off of it that Mm -hmm. tries to grow over it. Good. Right.
1: Well, Dan, this is, I, I mean, it's just uh, amazing to me that uh, that somebody would take this project on. It's, it's something that definitely needs to be done. I think, you know, uh, uh, holding on to our, our city's history is really important, especially mm-hmm. when you see so much change going on. And you know, So true. It's its just, oh, I, I'm yeah. really glad. And I really appreciate it. So, thank you. Thank you. And um, so thank you for coming in today. It was always, I appreciate thank you. It. Yeah, I appreciate That's the opportunity. So. If you uh, have an interest in making a donation to this, and Weston and I are both going to make a donation to this, then um, go to the, the uh, in the comments today, we'll have a link to the GoFundMe account, and you can go in there and make a donation right away, and we would encourage you to do it.
0: Yeah, and that is a, such a great cause, and it's, it's noble, and it's a way to tie back to the community, and who knows, it may be someone that you're related to. Very well could be. So, well,
1: thank you for joining us today. Yep. Anything great you want to add?
0: Remember, we want to be a Realtors for Life.